0: you. Okay, so let's get started. What did we learn yesterday? It we was, talked about, oh, yeah, we're learning was. having a mind, Rufo Shalema for Amy Bastwara. She should be healthy, feel good. Thank you. Okay. And uh, um, and let's, uh, and whoever else needs Rufo shalema. Okay. So we talked about um, fixing up the waterworks. Okay. Public waterworks in um, and uh, we said that those things can be done, can be taken care of on um, on Cholomoed. And we explained that uh, we talked specifically about what's called chatita, which is like you have your well and there's like uh, pebbles. So it's like cleaning the well out from like dirt, little uh, pebbles that fell into the well. So um, it sounds like that's all that you're allowed to do. You're not allowed to dig a new well. Problem is, um, Rabbi Yaakov said the name Rabbi Yochanan, That's, uh, that which may be an idea that you're not allowed to dig a new well is if there isn't a need, but if there really is a need, then you for sure could dig a new well. So if you want to improve your well, the well is producing some water, but if you clean up the more, the bottom of the trash, and let the water come in there, are you allowed to do that? Improvement. I mean, is there enough water right now for me to survive? But you know, the fuel is not really producing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So here's, here's. okay, so we'll get, we'll get, we'll get. We'll, we'll get, get to, get to the portions. We'll organize it, we'll organize so we it. We'll the it. You know, okay. okay, so there's, so again, we're talking about two activities. There's an activity called Khatita, which is cleaning a well, maintaining the well. And then there's an activity called Khafira, which is digging a brand new well. Okay. Now, Rabbi Yaakov said in the name of Rabbi Yochanan that when you have a public need of water, we're short on water and we need more wells, you can dig a brand new well, no problem. Kafir, okay? Even Cholomoed, that's, that's for sure allowed. That's what he says. Now, um, we had a problem with that, because is it really true that you can dig a well from scratch, even if there's a need? Um, because the prices says that, that uh, you're allowed to clean existing wells of an individual, and if you could do that for an individual, surely you could do so for the public. And you're not allowed to dig wells of the public. And of course, if I can't dig a well of the public, I surely can't dig a well for a private person. So aren't we talking about where it's, where it's a case where it's needed and still, in a, still you're not allowed to dig a public well? Some says, no, it's talking about over there where it's not needed by the public. And, so a, a, so, a person that? whose job, work, his work is cleaning and building cisterns, um, then he could, he could be working. Even though it's holomoid. exactly that's very possible. Correct. We'll get there. But yeah, we never said that you're not allowed to work at all on holomoid. You're only allowed to work for a great need, and not too much work. Okay, so that's, the, that's, the, that's exactly so the case. So he could give his job to a point. Yes, that's for sure he could do. but He's not obligated to do it himself. It's two separate, separate concerns. Okay, anyway, so, um, so if that's the case, that when we said that you're not allowed to dig a well, that means by a private individual where you're allowed to clean the well, it, it, that's even if he, the, the individual doesn't really need it. And that true, that you're allowed to clean out your well even when it's not really needed. We have a price that says that when you have uh, uh, wells, um, caverns, cisterns of an individual, you put water in it, but you're not allowed to clean it out, and you're not allowed to fix up the cracks on the cholamoid. And, and if it's a robin, then you would be allowed to fix or repair what's existing. So, what does that mean? That we're talking about, in the case of the individual, is where he does need it. So that would mean the parallel case of the public is where the public needs it, and we're still saying that you're not allowed to dig. So the says, but that's not true. You are allowed to dig, and we show a brisa that says that we- that these wells and caverns, right, um, are of a yachid. You can bring water in it. You can clean them out, but you're not allowed to fix the cracks. You're not allowed to, um, um, and you're not allowed to plaster it. But if it's a public, then you're even allowed to dig and plaster it. So we basically are contradicting ourselves. So what the bottom line answer is, is that um, this is the way to understand it. So if it's a yachid's well, so then you can just clean it out if it's needed. And of course, if it's a rabim and it's needed, of course that's being allowed. Because by a rabbim, not only is it allowed to clean an existing, but it's even allowed when there's a need to dig. And you're not allowed to dig a well um, of the Rabbim if it's not very needed. And of course, that would be of course, the case by an individual if it's not very needed. Not only that, but even by a chadita by a private person if it's not needed, is not allowed. So that's basically the idea. So now, what is the bottom line you asked? What if I have a public well? And there isn't a, a need, but I want to clean it out on cholamolaid, when there's not a need, that's the question. Is that what you asked? That was what you asked. Did and you the answer, I good? thought, I thought we said that it's only a private one that when there isn't a need, you're not allowed to do chatita. But, uh, but, but a public one, chatita is allowed. Khafir is not unless there's the. So need. you really, have, you know, improve it to a point that'll give you more. Fix more it water. up, it right? Really it's not it, major yeah. work, right? That's what's allowed. Okay. Greater need. Now, Ravashi uh, says that it fits into our Mishnah because the Mishnah says an extra line of, that you could do old Tsar Ke Rabim. is isn't old Tsar including even digging a well. A morning so today. the Gemara says that's not necessarily a proof. Maybe it's talking about these other things that are Tsar Ke Rabim, like clearing the road, making, you know, if a tree, a limb falls into the road to make that clear, that fix the roads, the potholes and all these things in the mikvah. So the Gemara says. Um, uh, make sure the mikvahs are filled. Everything that's needed, and if you don't do this, then um, and somebody gets harmed by the road, you know they get they they, uh, they they fall into the pothole, they crack the, the whatever, they hurt themselves. That blood is on you because you should have been careful. Um, it's the publics, public uh, people in charge of the public works needs to take that responsibility seriously. That's what we're saying. Anyway, the bottom line is. Um, so that's written out explicitly in the Mishnah so that can not be what we mean by Kol Tzor HaRabim, Kol tzor is something in addition to what's written okay. out explicit, which we refer to the digging of the well, and that was the bottom line as far as well digging, and that brought us to the next topic in the Mishnah, which is the cemetery marking, okay or marking of a Kever okay, so, Rab Shimon Ben Pazi asked for the basic principle where's the source for the idea that one should put a headstone by uh, when you bury somebody. Where does that come from? So it's uh, derived from Apostle Genni Apostle Genni says that he saw a bone of a man and he built a tzion next to it. So why would he build that next to it, a tzion, a marking, to show us this idea? That's, that's what it's all about. Um, so Ravina said to Ravashi, but that's very nice, but where was... Where was this obligation before Yecheskel came along? It's very you know that's much later. Um, but what did they do before then? So, um, um, so basically, the Gemara explains that uh, before Yecheskel came along, it's uh, it was just a, what we call a Gemara. It was the tradition. It was an oral law. And then Yecheskel came along and he and he made it and he put it down on paper. You know, in other words, he wrote it down. Same idea. Um, we give a, a similar example. Yechezkel um, talks about a prohibition for anyone who is not circumcised to enter the Beis HaMikdash uh, he's not allowed to walk in um, if he doesn't have a Bismillah and that's um, and that, that halacha is uh, is never written anywhere in the Torah so what was it before Yechezkel came along it was obligated but it was only an oral tradition came along Yechezkel and he put it down um, that we could actually see it written. But uh, that's the that's the idea. Anyway, that's one of the sources. We saw um, some additional sources. Chayam Rabavo he says it comes from the words vitame tamayikra, which means that the person who has saras needs to call out to others and tell everyone that he is Tame and they need to stay away. And that's exactly what a marking of a cemetery is doing it's basically a stop sign, stay away if you need to be taught. Yeah? Are we saying that the whole idea of a, of a headstone in front of a grave, which um, we do today, and Christians do, and uh, I don't know if the Muslims do or something like that. Yeah. But they had... This is the source for all of that? Or, or did the practice predate this? That's cool. Um, the pra- well, we're saying it's from the Torah. We're saying this is a Torah concept. I'm not sure. We, I mean, we're source. not talking. To- yeah. It's very different it than uh, yeah. We things. all have this custom to do. It's, it's <laughs> there's this, there's a there's a it's the question is what level of severity is it? How important is it? It's a Torah concept. That's what we're suggesting yeah. here. That's a marking near the grave. Yeah, you know, I put a marker near the grave. And but the whole practice of the elaborate has of the name and the dates and. Uh, and epitaph and all that stuff. That's, um, well, we'll get there. There is a. There is a, I mean, it's not, that, this is not the only place that talks about graves. There's other other gemaras that talk about what's written on the headstone. But we're just talking about putting a marker. Right. Okay. That's all we're doing here. But we, we do have a tradition of the actual headstone, no, I know. Mean, we do it, right. Do it. So I'm curious where the sources that are. If it's not here, that's fine. No, no, it's not It's not over here. But the etzion is... Tzion means that. That's what we call... Tzion? Marker. Tzion, tzion is a marker. Tzion. Tzion. That's what we... There's no other name for the headstone in we Hebrew. The word, the word uh, headstone in Hebrew is referred to as a tzion. You know, what's written on the tzion? But meaning, which is the marker, basically. That's the word. Yeah, that's the word. That is the word. Yeah. Okay. okay. All, right. All right. So um, that is Rebbe Vohu's source. Um, now, and uh, Rabuziel, the grandson of Rabuziel the Great, also says that it's the Tuma itself should call out and say, stay away. Okay. Now, the problem is, is that V'tamit we thought, is really teaching us a different principle, which is, um, the B'Shaid says, V'tamit teaches us that it's an obligation when somebody's going through rough times to share with others what he's going through, so that other people can pray on his behalf, okay? Not to keep it in. And that's what the words tami tami Ikri is saying, and others will ask on him, will ask mercy for him. So why, so that's what the Pesach is coming to say, that you're tell people that you are Tzoraz, and you're suffering, and then that, that maybe they'll davin for you, and that's that's a good thing. Give them that opportunity, okay? Now, um, so the Gemara says that actually it's both ideas because it could have just said vitame yikra. Why does it say vitame, tame yikra? That tells us both ideas. Okay, that was Rebbevo. Next one was Abaye brought a source that says Livni Do not put a stumbling block in front of a blind man. Obviously, if I don't know and I'm a Kohen and I don't know that there's a, uh, somebody buried here, I will be. Uh, I, I, it's like a clear stumbling block for me. So that's something that w- one needs to remove. Okay, Rav brings another Pasuk of clearing the road, which is also the, basically the same idea. Rav brings another uh, a Pasuk of harimo mirshol miderech ami. So make sure people are traveling. They need to know to avoid where there's somebody buried. Uh Shua, the son of Ravidi, says, V'odata you have to let people know the right way right path to go so that means in more ways than one uh to actually have good directional say, signs that i guess that's a and uh where are the where to avoid the people who are buried that you can you know so you know which way to go okay now marzutra quotes another puzzle which warned peney israel from their toma that's exactly what we're doing here um uh, by having a headstone and Uh, Ravashi says that it's Mishmarta Mishmarta that's part of the obligation to guard the Beis HaMikdash from becoming Tamei is in this way Okay, Um, and Ravina says V'sam derech arenu by placing a path uh, making signs in the path, which way to go that is arenu biyeshalakim. I will see in the salvation of Hashem so that's again, by the way I think that's also important these are signs for, also, for having good signs. People are looking for directions, how to get to places. So there's a value, there's a point for that, okay? Um, you know, people who travel. Uh, some Some highway signs are are clearer than others, you know, like some of the, sometimes the signs are like, you know, terrible. like, nope. terrible, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's like... What does it mean, my charge? What? My charge. My command. I charge the my charge, you do something. I'm saying, I command you do something. Yeah. Alright, next we saw that uh, the, on this last Pasuk, Rabbi Shub and Levi teaches that uh, not only, you don't read it only as or Archosov, who places his path but rather Sham, who evaluates the path that he's taking mm-hmm. meaning he's taking a calculation is this the right thing to do at this, at this time, and he says don't read it, And that, so he's saying that's what the Pasuk he will see the salvation of Hashem so we have here a story that illustrates this, Rav Yanai had a student, and this student was particularly sharp and would always ask very difficult questions on what whatever Rabbani said, except when it was the holiday Shabbos, where everybody from all over came to hear the Rabbi Rabbani speak. So he didn't; he kept quiet and did not ask any questions. And um, and uh, and so Rabbani was recognized that he's. Holding back from asking, and there was a reason because it's just in case he has a hard question, the way Rashi explains, and uh, the rabbi won't have a, a ready answer, it may be embarrassing to the rabbi, and it's in front of you know the, the, pop, the population. That it won't be good and bad, rabbi. What that doing that because if you if there's a lot of people and you have a good question. And by the rabbi knowing it, he could, a lot of people could... Right, but the that's true. But by asking, sometimes it's like, it can lead to an embarrassment. Here's the yeah, story. The student, that. the point being is the student recognizes that even the rabbi is very great, even if he doesn't know the answers to all the questions. But when, um, um, when people who aren't regulars by the rabbi... They don't know whether that, and, and he and he asks a question. Somebody from the crowd asks a question. And the rabbi doesn't know the answer. It will be um, in their eyes. It's like, oh, what kind of rabbi is this? Let's there fire no him. He doesn't know all the know answers. Mm-hmm. He's supposed to know everything. Exactly. <laughs> Rabbis supposed to know everything. What kind? What are we paying him for? He's uh, worthless. He didn't know what a simple question that this student asked. Okay. So uh, they don't the <laughs> Yeah. Whatever. The point being. Is uh, the point being is is that is that the, the, the student was a, was understood, so there's a time and a place for everything. This is not the time and place to start showing how smart you are to the Rebbe. Okay. Anyway, sure enough, um, uh, he appreciated it. That's all it's saying. Next we saw is uh, that as far as uh, what else, what what type of tumult do you need to make a marking on? So he said, if it's a kezayis mename, it's just an olive size of a dead body, so you don't need to. If it's a bone the size of a barley, you don't need to. Um, and anything that's not metamebo boil, you don't need to mark. Because the purpose of the marking is that you go over it and the rises and it'll make you tummy And if it doesn't come up, then we're not really concerned. It's buried deep under the ground and it's not enough. To be able to make uh, make uh, to, to come tell me oh help so no issues okay now, um, so what is included so the spine, a full spine, a skull, most of the bones most of the uh, most of the size of bones or most of the mm-hmm. bones those are things that need to be uh, covered. There's no need, no re- no reason to make a marking on where it, we know that this is a cemetery, okay? So, like, if it's in the middle of a cemetery plot, so then that itself is its own sign. You don't need the separate markings. Um, but uh, on Sveikos, that we're, really is where it's required, and we define Sveikos, doubt, doubtful cases, as three. Um, it's Schachos, it's Praos, and Pesapra. Shachos, we explained, is the... Uh, there 's a tree that has a branch that leans over the burial pl- place that people may not may not be fully aware of pro where there 's a, a stone uh, from a fence that juts out and covers over and that 's an area that people not may not be uh, clear and also um, when setting up this uh, marking don 't put it right on top because then it 's already too late and but, you know, but don 't put it too far because then you 're covering too much ground it should be um, just right next to, right adjacent to where the Tum is. So it itself is not where the Tum is, but it's right there next to it. Now, the Gemara um, asks a question on Kezayis Menameis. Kezayis Menameis, you replied that it's not Metame Bo'el, but it is Metame bo'al. That's what we showed. Um, it's, a, it's a Mishnah that says that, that Kezayis Menameis is one of the things that's Metame bo'al. So it comes along, Rapapa and it says here, the scenario is, is where the Kezayis was exactly um a kezais and therefore as we know as time goes on the it will shrink and then it will be less than a kezais and then it will no longer become a but And because that is, even though right now it's an issue and somebody might go there and become dummy, but in the long run, you're having a place marked off that you've got to avoid when actually, if a guy goes there, he's technically, he's going to think he's dummy when he's really not because it's not metam and once it shrinks under, the prop, under that size of a gazaiz. And that's the story. All right. Took us to the next thing, which is... Um, um, what is the base of the definition? The third case, third case of what's a case of doubt is what we call a base of pras, and we explain that base of is where they plowed an area and found, unbeknownst to them, there was somebody buried in the field, and the plow dragged the body, and that's where we're just worried that maybe there's a bone fragment somewhere that we're not aware of. So, the, so that's called a base of pras. Basically, the full the base of pras would be a full width of the plow, plus uh, for a distance of 100 amas. Now, the question is, is that that's not Mitama bo'al. You walk over it, you're not going to become tum. It's only when you become in contact, because we assume there's no large bones there. It's maybe just a fragment that wouldn't be Mitama but oh and uh, and and therefore, if you need to cross one of these, and you know that 's the only way uh, to get anywhere, so you can go with the bellows and blow the surface dirt to see if there 's any bone at the surface, and if there isn't, you can keep going right through it, and it 's not a problem you 're not tummy so. The Gemara explains, and this is uh, the the answer to the Gemara, is that there's actually uh, 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 that there's actually two kinds or pump explains there 's two kinds of base of pras that you could talk about there's one where the where it was a regular field, and you know that there was a, a cemetery somebody was buried there, and you just don 't know where in the field that 's ovid book ever there it 's a bigger issue and it 's Matmebo, but if it 's Nash book ever, so that 's a much more lenient one, and that 's what we 're talking about, okay. The one that's that that that, that we're, and there's the third one that's called the day bochin, a field of criers. So, um, which we explained that what that's uh what that's referring to is uh, a field where they used to carry the dead bodies from a faraway place, and then they brought it to this like holding field, and then afterwards it was brought by others to bring it to their final resting place, and in the process things get lost and. You know body parts might have fallen off, and that's the there 's again it 's a questionable tumma on that area so um, the so well, the question is is that if it 's a place where um, it 's uh, just a plowed in under place the, I thought we said it sounds like we don 't need any marking on that area um, so the price says though that uh it sounds like you, you do that if you know that it's plowed, if there's trees there, then you know that it's been plowed, um, which is basically pretty much saying that it's marked and it's plowed, so what's the deal so the then the government says that you can't just rely on our powers of deduction you got to rely only on someone who's knowledgeable, an elderly person who can tell you the full facts or um. A, a scholar who's who makes it his business to know these things. Anyway, bottom line is, um, uh, so the Gemara says uh, that's in the field where it's lost, that's the one that would be marked off. Not obviously if it's plowed. Now, the question is, um, why? How do you know what the scenario is? Maybe the trees. Uh, we said if there's trees, then you know that it was plowed. Why? What does the trees help you? Maybe the trees are are the. Um, are on one end of it, and the and the kever is outside the tree area. So the gemara says the trees are by the border of the road. It wouldn't make sense that that would be the case. You nobody's burying in the road. Now, what about uh, maybe the tumas on inside and the trees are bordering the area? So the problem is the trees are interspersed. So we know that that's not the scenario. Just want to finish the to the end of the daf, and we said that. Uh, The review that says that you need the elder or the talmud, which teaches us an important principle that a tour of or rabbinic authority needs to make it his business to know all the needs of the town. It's one of the responsibilities. All right, that's the review.